This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. It's so funny, like when talking to people about what turns them on in dick pics, it's really like anything but the dick. They're like, mm, like cool plants, like nice decor. <laughs> like I love the books. Like, go for it. Include that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dick looks educated. <laughs> it's wearing a little cap and gown, like a graduate. <laughs> Scholarly dick. <laughs> I lady love. Caroline, you and I know each other pretty well, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure, yes. And it's always kind of exciting to learn a new thing about an old friend. And I have been very excited to discover something new about you. <laughs> during these quarantines. Uh, happy to help, yep. <laughs> I learned that you are a bold-ass unlady on FaceTime. Ooh, so I've heard. <laughs> uh, okay, so, listeners, um, I met my now boyfriend in May on a dating app, and social distancing rules, like, definitely shaped how we got to know each other. Like, our, our first few dates were purely over video chat. We would watch movies together. We talked for hours. And, you know, as, as Kristen just alluded to, a couple of dates in, we got naked on FaceTime. You FaceTime fucked! <laughs> pew, pew, pew! <laughs> and, y'all, I, I was very impressed when Caroline told me about it because, I mean, I can barely take... A flattering selfie. And so, like, <laughs> how do you find your angles when you're in motion? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to get TMI here, but, like, the angles issue is real and it is distracting. Um, but honestly, what surprised me the most was how some of my friends reacted when I told them about it. Okay. Do tell. Well, like, they were just horrified at the idea of getting full-on live-action naked with someone I hadn't even met in person yet. Like, the words that I kept hearing were awkward and, oh my god, I could never. <laughs> well, you know, those kinds of reactions are part of why we've wanted to devote an Unladylike episode to sexting. Even though statistically most adults have done it and it is totally normal, the cultural conversations around it are pretty sexed negative, you know? Like, what about the use? <laughs> what about quote-unquote revenge porn? Yeah, which are totally valid questions, sure. But 
2020 has been a boom time for sexting, not just for me. Like, folks are quarantined, horny, and unable to just go out and get laid. Sexting, especially now, in this in this new normal, in these unprecedented times, in this year of our Lord, 2020, like, whatever cliche you want to use to talk about this thing we're all going through, like, sexting is sex. That's intimacy. Our first guest, Avery Truffleman, is host of the podcast, The Cut. It just, like, means more now. Um, like, that used to be an appetizer, and now it is a form of entree. Like, it's not the meal itself, but it's, like, a microwavable meal. And, like, sex itself can also be really bad. And sexting, like sex, I think depends on the willingness of your partner and your chemistry. So yeah, you can have horrible experiences. You can have traumatic experiences. You can have awesome experiences. So it's like hard to put it on a scale. The quality of those microwave meals does vary, but we don't really talk about it. So Avery decided to find out more about their nutritional value, so to speak, on an episode of The Cut called The Joy of Sext. Today on Unladylike, Avery is going to share what she learned and how it's influenced her personal sexing perspective. Then we'll hear from a real thirst trap expert. I'm like, fuck yes. Majority fuck yes. <laughs> so it's like a nine on the fuck yes scale. I do love receiving dick pics and I love soliciting them because I think it's fun to see like compositions of desire and um, to think about a person like, ooh, making this image just to titillate me. How much fun. Allison P. Davis, who also appeared on that episode of The Cut, is a New York Magazine features writer. And I kid you not, Caroline, her perspectives on nudes are so enthusiastic that Allison has given me a newfound appreciation even for sloppy dick pics. So today we're finding out what happens when you get sexed positive. Avery Truffleman has been thinking a lot about sexting lately. See, back in the early days of COVID lockdown, Avery had been text flirting back and forth with a guy that she knows from out of town. Then it happened. One morning, he just sent me a picture of his penis. Eight in the morning. This is not hot. It's just kind of like your morning penis and this is someone who I was, like, otherwise attracted to. You know, if he had, like, sent it to me, ooh, like, late at night. Or, like, the lighting was really good. Or, you know, like, he was in it. Like, if his face was in it. Like, the things that I like him for. Like, there was a a, a scene around. Like, some, give me something to latch onto. But I didn't know how to respond. I literally texted back a very hesitant, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> and he responded, that's not the reaction I was expecting. And then that led me down this rabbit hole. Like, well, what is, what do I do? You know, the 8 a.m. unexpected dick pic, it's such an imposition because it's a sense that I've received before of like, do you expect me to drop everything I'm doing right now, trying to just get on with my day and perform yeah like just give me a heads up maybe and that could be easier but but it then feels 
like your response of like, what do I what do I do with this? Right. And it was this moment where it was like, oh, no, this is about you. You know, like you're not even mm-hmm. I don't even know if you were expecting anything, but you're just like, ah, the gift of my penis. Like you have not that <laughs> you are not thinking about how this will be received, which unfortunately I think is a, how a lot of cis men think about sex in general, like not really thinking about their partner's pleasure, which is a, a shame because it makes sex uh, so much better. Thinking about the other person's pleasure can also elevate a basic bitch crotch shot to a nude. So I feel like a nude has effort in it. Like you fucking turned on a softer light. You did like a photo shoot. You know, you thought about your body placement. You tried to make it interesting. You tried to imagine the person viewing you. That's a nude is like thinking about making an image that's pleasing and beautiful and sexy and or fun or weird, just like trying to say something. You can take a thoughtful picture with a penis in it, like thinking, trying to make it hot. But it's vulnerable. You know, I understand why there's hesitancy to do that, because when you try and when you put your heart on your sleeve and you put yourself out there, you know, it's like intimate texting is risky enough already. There's already like, oh, my God, when will they respond? And So, you know, I get it. It's like a very vulnerable thing to do. And that's true across genders and sexual orientations. Also, I think when I started talking about it with friends, the thing I kept hearing was like, oh, I bet gay men know how to do it. And then talking with people who use Grindr, they were like, nope, nope, no one knows how to do it. Like, no, people, a lot of people (laughs) with penises do not know how to take pictures of them. But I want to correct that statement because I also heard from a lot of trans women who were like, listen, I have a penis and I've been objectified my whole life. Like, I do know, you know. So it's hard because like whenever you talk about gender, I also wanted to include genderqueer and like gender nonconforming people who have penises. How does consent kind of shape the reception of of a nude versus dick pic? Because I feel like dick pic connotes unsolicited. Yeah, I think it does. And, you know, it's weird. It like reminds me of being at a dance in middle school when the custom was that like boys would just come up behind you and start like pressing themselves against you and you're supposed to grind on them you know like that yes. was without consent without like hi <laughs> you know and you like <laughs> couldn't even see who they who they were but um I think if there's like consent and a way that you ask for it that's not like it doesn't have to be weird I don't think you have to be like excuse me I would like to send you a dick pic <laughs> like you can lead up to it in like a fun sexy way by being like you know hey I'm thinking of you like can I show you something you know or like I took these really, like, these pictures of myself that I think are kind of hot. Can I show them to you? Like, that is, that might sound dorky, but it's way hotter than just, like, showing the thing. And and I think, again, in this way that, like, dick pics, that sexting is like sex. Like, consent just makes everything better for everyone. And you don't have to wonder, like, are they into it? Are they not? Or, like, why are they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? (laughs) Just, like, we're so scared to talk about these things. And... We have to. We have, like, just in order to treat each other better. So in the before times, before COVID, when it comes to online dating, there were just, like, all these rules, you know, like, don't wait too long to meet in person. But now we're on, like, what, our 15th wave in the country of COVID? Oh, gee. <laughs> how, how do you think that 
intersects with the timeline of like FaceTime interaction and sexting and dating. I feel like it's a cool opportunity to not make rules. Like it's so easy to shame people and be like, there's this etiquette. You have to go on like three dates and then you can sleep together, you know? And um, I feel like that's kind of, that's why sexting is this interesting playground to talk about consent. I feel like the main, the reason that we had all these rules, these ways of being that were so codified was because we didn't want to talk to each other. <laughs> we're just like, this is the unspoken rule. Like after three dates, then we will have sex or whatever the rule or like no kissing on the first date. But I mean, that's a really old rule, but whatever. There were like these customs that were sort of agreed upon so that we didn't have to talk about it. And I think the interesting thing is we have to talk about everything now. So if you're meeting someone on Zoom, you could ask them that night if they want to see it, a nude, you know, like, as long as they're game, it's wherever they're at. And I feel like we all just need to practice getting comfortable asking and saying no and doing both things like really nicely and with care and politely so we can all meet each other where we're at. But it's hard and it's weird and Zoom is weird. I feel like we will all see this winter. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm scared. I don't know. Well, did reporting all this out change anything about your personal perception of dick pics or nudes? Yeah, it made me really want to take more. Um, I was talking uh, to my friend about this, and she started sending me these videos that she sends to her Tinder lovers who she was talking to remotely, and they were like, hot, but they were weird. There were no body parts in them. There was this video of her like elegantly grazing a tulip with her finger. And I was like, whoa, that's so hot. I mean, basically like foreplay. I was like, why is there no like text foreplay? We started trading these weird pictures back and forth. What was it? Oh, I, I like, I posed this picture that was just my torso and I really liked it. It was like twisted in this weird way. And um, I don't know, just like trying things out with a friend was really fun and making it kind of collaborative. Although now that I think about it this way, it's like, <laughs> it almost reminds me of, of like kids practicing kissing, but it's like fun. It was, it was really fun. <laughs> it was just this interesting moment of like, oh, this is what sexting could be. Why aren't we doing this? We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, New York Magazine writer Allison P. Davis is going to help us get sexed positive and school us on the fine art of dick pic composition. Don't go anywhere. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. 
to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Caroline, I've got a nerd alert for you. <laughs> so when I was background researching for this episode, I was thrilled to discover that sexting is getting some of the scholarly attention it really deserves. May I share a couple of my favorite study titles I ran across? Please. Okay, so um, I can't decide which is better. Um, here we go. This is from the Journal of Gender Studies. Come on, no one wants a dick pic. Exploring the cultural framings of the dick pic in contemporary online publics. Or, from the Journal of Sex Research, quote, I'll show you mine so you'll show me yours. Motivations and personality variables in photographic exhibitionism. <laughs> I prefer number one, but number two sure is saucy. <laughs> Okay, well, our next guest, Allison P. Davis, is also something of a dick pic scholar. She's a New York Magazine writer who really has her finger on the pulse of sexting, big dick energy, and horny culture at large. So, um, we have an icebreaker. We don't typically ask our unladylike guests, but uh, when was the last time you received a dick pic? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because... <laughs> It was like it was like two days ago. And that's like if you'd asked me this like six months ago, I would have been like, oh, forever. I have to keep showing my friends very old dick pics and trotting them out like they're new and exciting. But no, uh, two days ago, I received one. Fresh hot dick pic. <laughs> Pop and fresh. Yes. God, just see, I hadn't even considered the idea of an old an old dick pic, just a dusty, <laughs> dusty old dick pic. Um, do you care to share uh any any details? Were you were you pleased to receive this dick pic? You know, it's interesting. I really I like this guy, and we're um, like COVID uh, smash buddies. So the thing about the COVID smash buddy system is you kind of have to be I don't know. Like I was I went on a group trip with a, a group of friends, but because that was a, a bigger than usual sort of uh, radius of person, we aren't going to hang out for a little bit just to make sure everyone stays COVID free. So we were exchanging photos to be like, oh, sucks that I'm back, but we can't see each other, la, la, la. And I like him a lot. And I mean, like, I've slept with him in person, so I know that his, you know, he's got like a decent-sized, uh, he just doesn't photograph well. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm um, happy with it because I know and like him, but I think that I want to give him some pointers because he didn't do a very good job. I mean, could you share what, what tips you might be offering him about sort of the portraiture? Yes. Um, the way he, like, chopped off his own head was sort of weird. So it was, like, it, like below the clavicle, and that was a little disturbing. <laughs> and, and I was, like, also, like, I, I know your face. I, like, I, I see your face, so I don't know why you're hiding your face from me. Um, and so it was really just, like, below the clavicle to the, to the wiener, and then that was it. So it was, like, a really bad crop basically and i was like why are you trying to fool me i know what i like i know what size your penis is so i don't know why you're doing this weird sort of like hand hold thing to disguise the length of it 
Uh, also, his sheet, his bed was like really unmade, and that that bothered mm. me. So you know, make the bed. Don't have the awkward body crop that makes you look like a disembodied like lifeguard training torso, and um, just be confident with the package you have. No deceptive tricks. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> just like thinking of this poor guy. <laughs> but so you like this guy a lot. So does that make receiving a subpar dick pic better? I think I'll, I'll let it pass in a way that I probably wouldn't if it was like somebody I didn't already have a sexual attraction to. Just because I put so much effort into the, the nudes that I send people that if I feel like I'm doing the exchange with somebody that I don't really have that much attachment to and they put in very little effort. It's like a t- big turnoff, you know, like you should match effort at the very least. But yeah, for him, like the subpartness, it's just it'll be a nice learning uh, conversation. It's a teachable moment. That's what they call them. It's a teachable moment. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, make your bed. Make you know? the bed. It's not, it's not too much to ask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're grown up. Like, make the bed. Why do you like getting them? Well, for me, it really is about, like, um, just, like, knowing I've turned someone on. Like, I never want the dick pic that's, like, let me just check out your junk and make sure that's, like, big enough for me or whatever, which I do think some people do, and that's more than fine. And, um, like, if you're a size queen, like, yeah, check out the goods before they arrive at your door. Um, But for me, it's really about, like, compositions of desire, and I want to know that, like, you thinking about me or the thing that I'm saying to you or – or whatever is like, or your desire to have sex with me is making you want to share a picture of your hard, your hard dick, you know? So for me, it really is about, I like knowing that you're turned on because then it turns me on too. Also, there's some amount of like power to it when I request it. And that's fun. It's always like a hot to be in control <laughs> or expressing your own desires. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Allison shares how taking nudes has improved her relationship status with her own body. Stick around. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. We're back with Allison P. Davis, writer, dick pic connoisseur, and nude selfie specialist. Do you think that, well, A, how do you think that, like, sexting and digital sex norms have changed during the pandemic? And B, do you think that those changes will stick around? I think the pandemic has sort of freed us from 
any sort of end game or expectation other than to like have a person to communicate with. And so the communication has felt richer and more deeper and like there's more of a willingness to engage with intimacy because it's was for some time the primary way of talking to someone or like getting to know someone or just like being with somebody was, you know, through your phone. I I don't know if the willingness to to be intimate and to sort of like have these exchanges that are deeper is going to last once you can immediately like go out and meet somebody. Like I do think that people are just doing this because we we can't really do anything else. But in the meantime, I I think it's it's helping people set better boundaries and it's helping people set um learn how to express themselves better. Has your sexing behavior changed at all this year? Yeah, I used to be really shy about sending nudes of myself, especially because like bodies change in so many different ways. And sometimes you're like, yay, this is great. I love this. And then other times you're like, my body is disgusting. And it's been really fun to sort of have to just be like, well, I'm in my house most of the time and I eat a lot of carbs because I don't have anything else to do. (laughs) So like if I have some extra like, you know, like a back roll, then that's fine. And I think that I personally have just gotten more comfortable with 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 not having to like break my back to angle myself to hide like cellulite or whatever it was I was doing before. And also just like like finding I think that when you make images of yourself in that way you like start to be more forgiving and you find yourself desirable and that's been really fun for me as well. And also, I would never do video before like I, I'm like everyone like who would have ever been like sure, let's video chat or sure, let's like have video sex. FaceTime sex. And that's been fun to um, just like be open to and try. And so that's like a, a whole new frontier that I, I'm glad I, I started exploring. Even though it gets real, like, angles are tough on video. I'm not going to lie. How so? It's like, I don't know, you're moving. And if you like knock the thing, it like they I like I had to invest in like a tripod type of thing. like it just like it's it's a, a, a ring it's taking a lot of equipment to to like there's no easy way to prop up a phone you know for a video like that um and like that lasts <laughs> when you're trying to get the angles right but also I think I was a person who hated the phone in general before like I, I just text all the time and I never pick up the phone or FaceTime and like now I do really like um just like voices or or sexier than I realized. So how has your nude sending process evolved? I I think I'm better at composing shots in general because I spend a lot of, this is like my, I guess a lot of people do this. I spend a lot of time looking at the way other people post thirst traps. And I have a, a folder on my phone called poses where I just like steal other people's poses who are very good at it. And so it is fun sort of like figuring out how to, I've learned how to arrange my body so that I feel like I look the sexiest. And I've also just like had fun with not always being full nudes, you know, like there's only so many times you can send somebody the same exact picture of your bare boobs and have it be like, ooh, exciting, it's new. So like playing with lingerie or like pillows or, you know, just like trying to find the, um, it's like the equivalent of showing, not telling, but just with with nudes. <laughs> like a suggestion? Yes, that's the word, suggestion, yeah. And that's been fun, like making it much more suggest- suggestive than like pornographic, you know, which is sometimes the route you think you have to go if all you see is like, oh, well, the center for, like Playboy just is like tits and, and V out. But no, no, it's nice to uh, 
artfully arranged the tea, so maybe you're not always showing all the tea. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I should have had wine before I started this. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I did, but I didn't, and that's the problem. So I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious about safety and peace of mind. Like, I feel like it's hard to be sexy when you're worried about what someone could do with your images. Like, is there generally a safe way to go about it? I mean, I feel like until you really trust a person, like just, and it's, this is the best I've found it. I really wish it was better than um, just like, don't put your face in the photo. You know, that's like the best that I've figured out because I think that there are probably apps you can use that like send dissolving or like disappearing photos or whatever. I just haven't figured it out because I'm not like young and hip. And I guess that's what Snapchat was originally for. But I, I like thought about sending them through Instagram, but I worry about Instagram getting hacked and like even the photos of disappearing somehow reappearing. So for me, it's just like until I really trust a person, I don't put my face in it. And that's like the best I figured out. If you guys have other tips, I would love to know because sometimes I do worry about it. You know, the, the person that you're talking to, even if it's just like a couple of weeks and you send a nude, like, I don't know, I have tattoos. Somebody could figure out it's me and I don't think people are vicious, but they definitely are, you know. Um, and then also, I have a follow-up question for you. If you do have better tips, what do you do when you break up with someone and they have a phone full of your nudes? Do you ask for them back? I've been debating that recently. That's such a good question because it depends on the context of the breakup because I am cynical and I think that I would I would just assume that they would – they would save some for themselves or like they would have already shared them. I don't know. That's such a good question though. Uh, I don't have great tips either. I mean, beyond the whole no face thing, um, which I have already broken that rule with my current boyfriend. But um, I think it goes back to what you were saying, Allison, of like a feeling of trust as for if we broke up. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I probably wouldn't even mention it and just hope to God that he is not vindictive. One thing that I would love, kind of like a joint bank account, you know, <laughs> you need, once you're in like a, if you're in a <laughs> a committed relationship with someone and you're to the point to where you want to start sharing, you know, full body nudes, you're sending each sending them to like a shared dropbox <laughs> where it's like everyone has all the collateral <laughs> i don't know that's like actually a great idea just make sure it's like password protected and and whatever but um it ruins a little bit of the romance i guess but <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of like getting a prenup but yeah. it's also practical we'll call it the conger method Oh, God. Please don't. <laughs> I just wrote this down. I don't want to be known as a woman. <laughs> or maybe I do. I don't know. Okay. More questions to ask myself later. So um, there was a study of straight college students that found that women are four times likelier than men to send nudes to prevent the recipient from losing interest or keep them from looking at images of other people. So... From your point of view, is it a bad idea to send nudes out of desperation? Should we be checking in with ourselves 
about our motivations before we hit send? Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think even as an adult, sometimes I worry about that and like maybe send uh, like a nude when I've been tempted to send a nude as a way to like say, remember me, I'm so hot. Don't you want this again? Um, and you should, ne- I feel like you should just never send anything unless it's about your own desires or your own desire to be desired or you feel like you're coming at it from a position of power. Um, so I don't think the desperate nude is ever a good idea. Also, like, you really want to keep that guy on the line if you feel like he's only going to like you again, or that person on the line, I think that you feel like they're only going to like you if they see, see you're nude. Like, definitely not. Oh, that's advice I should have taken to m- myself a year ago, just thinking. <laughs> Ooh. We're all teenagers at heart, aren't we? <laughs> what happened a year ago? Oh, I think I was just, like, in the process of getting dumped. And I was like, oh, but don't you – you're just, like, going to miss this juicy ass, aren't you? And, like, sent a, a picture of my ass. And I was like, why did I do that? He clearly does not want this ass because he's in the process of dumping it. So, <laughs> like, what do I think that this picture is going to – this picture – also, he had, like, a million pictures of my butt. But I don't know why I thought that one would be the one that would magically change his mind about the whole situation. Um yeah. Did he respond when you sent it? No, he did not, which felt horrible. Oh. <laughs> I know. Uh, I can't even really blame tequila. I think I was, like, fairly just, like, sad. Um, so, no, it feels much worse than just, like, than just potentially being dumped, you know? Being, being thirsty never feels great. So if you could offer I mean you have given so much perspective already but if you could offer unladylike listeners one piece of sexting advice what would it be I mean honestly the the I think that we're also conditioned to um like use our phones while we're doing 50 other things like every Netflix movie is designed for you to be like idly texting a million people while you watch a movie like while other things are going on and I don't think sexting should be, like, the background activity. Like, I know that sometimes it just is, and, like, you're not always sexting and, like, masturbating or whatever, but at the same time, also, that's just hard to do. But, like, if you're engaging with sexting, it should be sort of, like, foreplay for yourself or, like, you should – it sounds, again, so hippie-ish, like, be present in it or else, like – it's not really that fun for the other person. And if you're not present in it, then it probably means, like, you don't want to be sexting at that moment. So there's no need to, like, force it. Um, so that's just, I think, my only advice. Like, don't sext if you're going to also watch Netflix while you do it. And if you're tempted, uh, maybe that person, like, isn't the person you should engage in uh, sext with. Don't Netflix and sext, kids, mm-hmm. is my advice. <laughs> You can find Avery Truffleman at Truffleman on Twitter and listen to her on The Cut Podcast. You can find Allison P. Davis at Allison P. Davis on Twitter or find her writing over at New York Magazine. And we'll also link to the Joy of Sex episode from The Cut in our show notes. Y'all can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unladylike Media. You can also support Kristen and me directly by joining our Patreon. You'll get weekly bonus episodes of listener advice, TV and movie recaps, political hand-wringing, and more at patreon.com slash unladylikemedia. Nora Ritchie is the senior producer of Unladylike. Gianna Palmer is our story editor. Shruti Marate transcribes our tape. 
Production help is from Camila Salazar. Our music is by Flamingo Shadow, Amit May Cohen, and Sarah Tudson. Mixing is by Andy Christens. Sound design and additional music is by Casey Holford and Andy Christens. Executive producers are Peter Clowney, Daisy Rosario, and Unladylike Media. This podcast was created by your hosts, Caroline Irvin. And Kristen Conger of Unladylike Media. Next week, we're talking Botox with Dana Berkowitz, gender studies professor and author of Botox Nation, Changing the Face of America. We have a double standard of aging. And women age, you know, they start to age at like 30. (laughs) Um, And I think that's why, you know, Botox is so seductive to women in their 30s. Because it's not really about defying aging. It's about like designing agelessness. It's really about freezing your your face in time, really like right before you hit middle age in your 30s. <laughs> Y'all don't want to miss this episode or any episode of Unladylike. Make sure you're subscribed. Find us in Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And remember, got a problem? Get Unladylike. Stitcher. <laughs>